Are you like many of my friends that have spent years wondering what your true calling is in life without being able to find it? It seems there are many who are constantly thinking that they've missed their true calling or they're at least having trouble finding it or being confident in it. Is it possible that we can miss it? Is there even a biblical concept of having a call? And what if we never figure it out? Will we miss God's blessings in our life? This is a Life School Podcast, episode number 210. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath. Wow. Can you believe this is going to be our last episode of Life School? I know. It makes me sad that we have to shut it down. Yeah. After two years, we thought we were going well. I thought it was going pretty well, but then this, this one lady wrote in just a real snarky comment, and I can't take it. How's it? Well, it's all right. April Fool's. April Fool's. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know what's funny is how many hearts stopped a few seconds ago. No, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Trader Joe's released... And the, uh, a press release saying they were shutting down, they were filing for bankruptcy, shutting down all their stores, but they did it the day before April Fool's. Really? So a bunch of soccer moms all over the country were like, ah, what? And so uh, one time on, on, on April 1st, I po- I don't remember exactly how I worded it. It was, I'm just going to say it was ingenious because it worked like too good. I posted something about one of our cats and I, I didn't say it, but I implied he got run over. <laughs> I, I got a billion like awes and sad faces and people were like, oh, I'm so sorry. And it, we, it was actually an outdoor cat. Didn't even live with us. It was yeah. just, but everybody knew him. His name yeah. was Kitty Face. You know, just, I bought you another cat. Yeah. Yeah. This is funny. Back when we were just married, Tina, my wife, Tina, she won a trip for two, all expenses paid to Paris. Really swank. And the call, she got the call though, the day before April 1st. And she mm. thought it had to be someone pulling her leg, you know? Oh, and it was a real... Who, who is this? Who is it? <laughs> You're messing around, you know? Like, no. It was real. Yeah, we really did it. That's so fun, man. <laughs> so, All right. So this topic today is another one of those ones that came in from uh, the family, huh? Yep. And our apologies that it took us a couple weeks. We had to kick this one a couple times and <laughs> just felt like some other stuff was popping up. But well, we're we get a lot here. of people and a, a lot of great ideas rolling in. So I mean, we're sorting through them and trying to figure out, you know how to do them and how to talk about them and some things like i don't know anything about that well know? and this was another one that was it was a listener suggested show uh ramon posted on the facebook group a while back said hey would you do a topic on the calling missing my calling? not just ramon right no yeah and then thomas and michelle and there's a bunch of people commenting on yeah <laughs> said yeah please do one on that and so there was this like general essence that we'd like to have a show about how to find your calling. And even one of the members said that like, I'm struggling to figure out what's next for myself after eight years of full-time vocational ministry and five mm. years in Christian business. And so um, I was just wondering, man, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think there is biblical examples of somebody actually having like a personal calling or a, a maybe even a personal mission statement in life? I, yeah, I mean, we don't find that term, you know what I mean, sure. in scripture, but I do believe that God has unique and awesome plans for all his kids i i I really do i think i think god's very aware of what you know the plans he has for us and i believe that we were created in god's own image filled with his spirit and sent out on god's ultimate mission to fill the world with his glory and what he's like Mm. but within that i think god is has and gives us unique roles to play in this and the part that 
you know, we might be defining as a personal calling, right? Mm. So yeah. I think there's God's overall mission to fill the world with his glory, what he's like. But I think he definitely gives, I mean, check out, I'm, I'm going to kind of skim through a bit of 1 Corinthians 12, okay? Okay. Um, starting in verse 4, it says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. That gives us a little insight into calling too. Sure. He goes, there's different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working. But in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. See, so mm -hmm. that's kind of tying back to what I'm saying, right? Yep. And then it goes into, it goes into a little later, like in verse 12, just as, you know, one body has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we've all been baptized by, here it is again, one spirit, so as to form one body. And jumping ahead a little later, it's like, now if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. So you know that passage, right? Sure. So. I think what we're seeing here is that, like, yes, in Christ, empowered by the Spirit over and over and over, it's Spirit's work, we all are different body parts. We all have unique roles to play. The work might look different, but it's all, yeah, but we get it uniquely. Sure. Of course, uh, also came to mind, thinking about this, was uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's. And he goes on, and it's good news, plans to prosper you. <laughs> so that's yeah. good news. Uh, Ephesians two ten. for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ to do good works, hmm. which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's always been one of my favorite verses. Huh. It just kind of blows my mind that in advance, and if you do the study on that, it's like basically before he ever spun this up and you know laid the foundations of the earth, God knew me, knew you, knew everybody listening, and he knew and had prepared in advance stuff for us to do. So, yeah. so do I go, yeah, is there biblical precedent for us having a unique sort of personal calling or work that God has for us? Yeah, if I believe scripture, I think so. Hmm. Now, check this out. Romans 1.5, I think, expresses in a pretty tight few words the personal calling or personal mission statement of uh, our buddy, the Apostle Paul. It says, he says, through him and for his namesake, we receive grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. Hmm. That's what he's doing. Like, it's a specific person, it's a specific goal, and he knows why he's doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? That sounds like calling. So um, I think we get to discover and live out the gifting and, if you want to use the word calling or unique mission within God's overall plan. Super fun. I yeah, think we get super to. super exciting, yeah. So, okay, let's unpack this a little bit. Maybe we could define this uh, personal calling and then also this corporate or maybe community calling. Is there differences between those two? Uh, I think both can have a calling. I think when people come together with shared missions, shared calling, yep. sometimes that's formed. Or an organization starts and says, this is our call, this is our mission, and people say, um, my giftings, my unique call fits within that. Hmm. So sometimes you can have people even with a personal call, but collected together on a corporate call. So, uh, you know... I, I'm not the definitive expert on any of this, right? But I find it fascinating, and I've actually studied it for years. So I was like really sure. happy to jump into the topic, okay? Yep. But let me, just so we can, people can kind of work out their own stuff too. Here's a couple definitions of this I found out there. There's this famous author, a uh, guy's written like 30 books, and minister, his name's Frederick Buchner, and he says, and, and this kind of gives me a piece of it. He goes, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Wow. Where your deep gladness yep. and the world's deep hunger meet. That's God's call on you. Wow. Um, Brad Lomanick, from, a guy from Catalyst, yep. some people know him, he puts it this way, God's personal invitation, and this is what he says, this is, your, this is your calling, God's personal invitation for me to work on his agenda using the talents I've been given 
in ways that are eternally significant. That's cool. That's pretty cool. That's right? a good one. Um, someone who I actually studied in under personally met her, was trained by her, Lori Beth Jones. She wrote a whole bunch of books, Jesus CEO, The Path, where she helps you sure. work out your calling, all kinds of very famous author, wonderful woman. Um, she uses the word mission instead of calling, like your personal mission oh, or mission statement, you know? And so for us, because we use the word mission connected to discipleship, calling seems better. So they're kind of interchangeable okay. kind of out there. But she, she, she says mission is defined as a specific task that a person or group is sent to perform. Having a personal mission statement helps you to focus on what God has called you to be and do. So I just want to say your calling may or may not include your job or your vocation, but from my personal experience, it can be very awesome when those two align. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so you can say, well, my calling in life is this, but how I, f you know, put food on the table is this. Hmm. They don't have to align. Yep. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be fulfilled. I mean, I know people who have great callings in life and, and they're a truck driver, you know, and yep. that's not their calling to drive a truck around, but then they have their life and that's they just it's it's great um th that author i was just mentioning laurie beth jones she also reminds us not to confuse your goals with your calling or your mission okay that's really good so you know i got a bucket list and so right now my calling in life is to climb you know mount rainier now that's a goal yeah you know yeah. is that the thing that like your deep longing in life you feel like you've been uniquely gifted and it's gonna you know to go back to buckner it's like where your deep gladness meets the world's deep hunger because hmm. god's a god of good news the gospel's good news for all of life if we're if we've been put here to show the world what he's like to be a part of that overarching mission to fill the world with god's glory then i like what he's saying there you know i think there's yeah. something that god's gonna do in us and and put a burden on our heart that we go like, and I love would love to do that. <laughs> and look at what it does to show God's glory and meet needs in the world. Sure. And, you know, so. You know, it's interesting. Even as you were just talking, I remember hearing a, a message from back, I was probably in fifth grade, and a, a guy named Bill Wilson out of Metro Ministries in New York who serves underprivileged kids, mm -hmm. every largest Sunday school in America. And he would, one statement he said was, the need is the call. Like so many people in their life sit around waiting to figure out their calling, Meanwhile, everything around them is falling apart. And the I don't need think is it's a bad place to start. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you feel like, ooh, a little leap in your heart when you see the need. In other yeah. words, it, that's not a hassle. I can remember when we first moved to Tacoma, and it's pretty gritty for those who don't live yeah. here. Tacoma's it's called pretty, Grit City. Yeah. yeah, it's called Grit City. And it's come a long way, you yep. know, and it's wonderful. We love it. But I can remember because God had placed a call on our life, and part of our call was to a place and a people, and, and it was Tacoma. Um, I remember like, all of a sudden, it wasn't like, hey, there's that homeless guy on the park bench. It was like, hey, there's my homeless guy on that park bench. Well, mm. Let's go see what he's up to. You know, personal it was, aspect to it. Yeah. It was different. It was like, it wasn't mm. like, ooh, that guy's kind of dirty and stinky and weird, and he's probably gonna want to talk my ear off, and am I gonna get stuck all afternoon hanging out with this? You know, like, sure. It was like, that's my guy. You mm. know, because like, so when you see need, but then your heart leaps a little bit, like you said, like the need is the call sometimes. Yeah, yeah. like pay attention to that. Yeah. If everything around you is falling apart and you're like, I just don't know if I'm called to that. Like, no, jump oh in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, try. Give so it. what would you suggest would be um, some good first steps for us as we start to uncover and maybe even start to clarify and put some flesh yeah. to our calling? Yeah, I want to put some rubber on the road here with this. Um, so again, I found some great insight from Brad Lomanek on this. Um, he, he says, he, I think seeing God's will and calling for your life begins by asking yourself sort of some important questions. And, and, and I love this. He goes, what keeps me awake? when I should be falling asleep at night. 
The answer will expose what makes you mad or makes you cry, what lingers in your mar- mind long after dark, right? And then yeah. even the second question is kind of the other side of the coin, um, from an, similar from another angle. What wakes me up when I should still be sleeping in the morning? Like this morning, I was telling you, I got up super, super early. It was the last day of the Everyday Discipleship Challenge, you know, live, because yeah. this will be airing a couple weeks after, you know, cool later. Week. And um, it is, uh, I was, I'm just up. I'm laying in bed going like, I can't, I got, I got stuff to do, but I can't wait to get started. And why am I laying here? And I'm tired as heck, but I can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that woke me up. And I think that helps uncover what you value, what you're committed to, what you're excited. Hmm. And then here's some other questions that, I think would be people would find helpful. Okay. okay. That this will kind of help people go, Oh, and so they might want to write these down. Okay. You might want to write these down. So uh, here's a question. What are your passions and gifts? You know, at the intersection of these two elements, you can often find purpose or call. Yeah. That's fascinating. I've actually been wrestling through this a little bit with, I've had, you know, you know, my story I had a couple job changes recently and mm-hmm. I went into a whole different world outside of the ministry loving it and I'm good at it. For your vocation. Yeah, for my vocation, correct, yeah. Loving it, good at it, but there is this sense now that I'm like, yeah, but I, there's still this aching to actually serve serve artists, and, and I'm and so there's this tension growing but in for, my heart. I think for many, 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 most people, perhaps, their calling, that thing where their passion and gift intersect, may have nothing to do with how they feed their family. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And that's right. not a bad thing, and people need to hear that, because I think it's wonderful if you get to do your calling and you get vocation at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. But it's rare. It's, it's wonderful, but it is rare. And, but I don't want people to think like, Oh, but I haven't arrived until like, we were talking the other day to somebody but like, yeah, and not, you know, like serious Christians, like the ones who really get blessed, they work at churches. I'm like, "Eh, no, I, how many Christians get to, I mean, you know what I mean? And so most people that work at churches would not, would not even reflect that statement. They may not, I don't know. They may not, but so, but, but pay attention. What are you, what are you passionate about and what do you seem to be good at or have some gifting in? Hmm. And maybe you need to be, you know, more intentional about developing some of that. Um, here's a beautiful question. What, what would you work on or want to do even if you weren't being paid for it? Yeah, that's like, a great I, question. I would do that like crazy. Like for us, like, you know, especially in the earlier days of Soma, but when this thing was growing, it's like, we're not quote hiring anybody on staff that doesn't already do this for free. Hmm. Like they're giving it their best, they're they're passionate, they're gifted, they're giving it to the family, and we just need a whole lot more of it. So we got to free them up from you know forty hours and just doing something else. Yeah, but what a cool philosophy, you know? It's like so. What would you do? You know, like you know, like one of the questions I ask people is like, what would you do if money and time were no issue hmm. and you knew you couldn't fail? Because wow. see, giving yourself to your passion and calling. And being a blessing to others, there really is no failing in it. Yeah. Now, some people won't see it that way. They won't believe me in that. But if you think about it, like, did you love playing guitar even when you weren't very good at it? Oh, yeah. It was passionate, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't even tell. I used to literally, I practiced eight hours a day for years. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why did I? Because I wasn't very good at it. Did I love it? I loved every minute of it. Yep. And then I I got to perform. You know, and I got to perform. And then... Never. No, we didn't make anything. It cost us pay to play. You know, yeah. I was like, you know, yep. so like, what is that thing that you're so passionate about? You do it for free or like if time and money were no, like if I just said, Hey, you got all the money in the world in the bank. What are you going to start doing with your time? Oh, I'm going to catch up on Netflix. No, 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 that's yeah. not your calling. That's not your passion. I think um, it'd be encouraging too here to say, uh, you know, another way to reframe that question is like, what are you already doing for free? Like, cause some people might, might actually be operating in that already. 
and not have to start it, but they just haven't I have recognized some it. They do a lot of work with veterans. You know, they're veterans and, yep. and, and, and some family members. They do a lot of work serving veterans. Hmm. Well, that's not their job all day, but that's part of their what they feel called to like we really want to serve them. Like yeah. we feel passionate about it. It's your calling. Do you get paid for it? Nope. It's part of your calling, right? Yep. Here's another here's another good one. Like what energized you when you were a child? Does it still animate you? Like any unfulfilled dreams per se? Oh, yeah. Because like before we kind of get the world squished, you know, like our hopes and dreams out of us, yep. many of us young in life have a pretty clear understanding of like who you are and what you're ready to are. do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we haven't been due to bead to death yet. You know, yep. we haven't had performance anxiety, like just ramp up yet. So like, like I'll, I, I was that guy, man. I had such clear passions around things. So when I was very young, it was it was it was in uh, illustration. I really thought I was going to be an illustrator. Wow. I could draw. I probably still could. I don't give any time to it, yeah. but I could really draw. I could hmm. really illustrate stuff. And I thought that's what that's what I'm going to do. And then I picked up a guitar, and I was like, nope, that's what I'm going to do. And I and I I did. I played guitar and yeah, like did it for a living. For yeah, years and years and years and years for a living. Yeah. And there again, was it my calling? Hmm. I don't know because I, now, you know, as, as an adult and a believer and person who makes disciples and helps people do that, I go like, eh, I think my calling was to, you know, find girlfriends and, and get chicks. And, you know, <laughs> Lots of beer. It was about me. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it was really a calling, you know, so anyway. No, it is good, man. When you think back to those like young, passionate, what you used to do as a kid, that's a massive sign. Here's another question. Like if you kind of get an idea of what your calling might be, but you're not really living it out. Yep. What barriers are preventing you from pursuing your true calling or what you believe it to be? Huh. And could you begin to remove those? Yeah, that's a good flip to it. There again, remember, your vocation is not your calling, but maybe you'd like it to be. Let me ask you this. Are you really giving yourself and you know, like your best passions to that call, to that thing that God's uniquely giving you a burden for and gifting for? Like, like when I was saying, you know, like, uh, before, maybe it was in another episode even, like when I first felt God saying, you're going to teach and lead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know how to do any of that. But I, I yes, I think I'm going to. I think I'm supposed to. Who, no one wants to listen to me. Who's, who do you know? And so I got a few guys together and we started a men's Bible study kind of thing. It yep. was horrible and weird and everything. <laughs> but God blessed it and I was passionate and I prepared like crazy. And off I went. Now, I wasn't getting paid for it. It wasn't my vocation. Yeah. It wasn't until way many, 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 many years later, God said, and you're going to be a pastor now. Like vocationally? Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm not one. You sure? Yeah, you are. Hmm. I'm going to make you one. So, um, so like, are you moving towards that in faith? And, and, you know, faithful with a little, faithful with a lot, I think applies to calling. Because hmm. calling is all wrapped up in passion and gift. Yeah. And so faithful with a little, faithful with a lot. Nope, I only play my guitar for myself and yeah. that's it. Then it might not be your calling. It might be a hobby. Yeah. But for you, it was a passion, and it was like a way to bless other people yeah. and lead them into worship and connect lifestyle to that. Yep, absolutely. That. So, so you still do this. Yeah. It's just not a your lot. primary vocation, yep. you know? Yeah. But maybe someday it will be again. Who knows? But I I've wanna... actually found more freedom and joy in it when it has not been my primary vocation. Well, you know what? You see, <laughs> I'm glad you said that out loud because <laughs> there are certain things, there's most things where I go... Boy, if, if not, you know, even like, even like teaching and speaking and traveling around the world and training people, I was like, God, I'd be, a, it'd be a lot more fun and a lot freer 
if it wasn't also how I make Connected my living. Do a paycheck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And God provides, and so we don't lack anything. We're not missing yep. meals here. Or, you know, we have cars that run. You know, I mean, it's like sure. all this stuff. It's go- God's golden. I mean, we are so blessed, so blessed as a family. But I go like, yeah, it could be. So don't don't be too quick to think that has to be my job because now yep. you got this burden on you instead of the freedom absolutely. to pursue who you are and who you've been gifted to be uniquely now within God's overarching mission. Yep. So. There's a few questions, and I, I think a person could, if they were honest and actually did the work to write those kind of things down and maybe share them with someone who knows you pretty well, get a little feedback, might help nudge you towards, okay, what is it, what are some of the things that might be my calling, and what are the roadblocks, and what would I, how would I start to move towards it more? Hmm. Not worrying about the money part of it. You know, yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, like kind of pressing a little bit deeper into that, what would you think are some practical next steps that people can take to discover and maybe even to craft a personal call or a mission statement? Like, like I know you have. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It, it can be. I mean, I think those questions we do, that we just got there from Brad are super helpful. Now, again, I said I, I developed my personal mission statement, dude, like 30 years ago. Okay. Okay. So in other words, it, my mission statement defined my call. Let's just put it that way. So like, are they interchangeable words? Maybe, maybe not. Sure. But my mission statement sort of defines my call. And then everything else, the bracket, it's the brackets for me. And bigger than anything, <laughs> or mm. let me say, as much as knowing what I was supposed to be about, it immediately helped me to know what I wasn't going to be about. Oh, wow. Like, that's good. That's a good Clarified thing. Clarified it a bit, It's not yeah. my thing, though. That's a good thing. Maybe that's your thing. Yeah. Hey, that looks like your thing. You want in? That's not my thing. Yeah. My calling, you know what I mean? And yeah. so... I learned how to do it from Lori Beth Jones. And so the tips I want to give people, and yeah. I even have a really cool download that'll be a part of the big three this week that is pretty elaborate. And, and if a person did the work on this worksheet, asked those other questions and ended this worksheet, I think they could craft themselves a pretty usable mission statement that would help them define their call. I really mm-hmm. do. For me, this was life-changing. Okay. And I'm going to tell everybody what my mission statement calling is here in a minute. But let me answer, can I get back to the question? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the question was, like, what are some steps? What would people do? So... Lori, Lori Beth, she has this whole process and she's taught at like at the White House. I mean, she's taught it all over the world, the oh, biggest wow. leaders. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And she starts at step one. She says, you know, all this requires action, okay? And so she has you start by looking for action words, which are verbs. Okay. Action words, which are verbs. And, and, and a huge list of verbs. And then you just kind of read over them and you go, which ones excite you? Hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, which ones excite you? And I'll, I'll tell you my mission statement in a minute because I've done it her way. And it's like I said, it's been transformational for me. So is Tina hmm. years ago. We used to teach on this a lot. Like I said, I was, I was trained in this. And so, so you start out with this list of verbs and it's on this worksheet and you just kind of circle all the ones that like, just like, Ooh, that excites me. That inspires me. And then you whittle it down to like, what are my three best? That's me. Like, you know, like, sure. like, you know, stuff that's on here, like facilitate or, or foster or renew or hmm. translate or brighten or build or communicate or embrace or encourage or illuminate or present or sure. integrate or you know yeah and some people are hearing those words and they go oh one of those you know yeah, so this is crazy long list okay okay so then you find those and you combine those verbs so like my my calling or my mission is to this this and that verbs right yeah and then you write a sentence about each and you, you're working this out i'm not going to get into the whole worksheet but then you you identify your core value now some people really want to start with that first and i'm okay with that you sure. know, flip that around and then get the verbs she's got a method to her madness and it really it worked well for us so like what is what's your 
core value that you feel passionate about. That's back to that question, like what keeps you up at night or what wakes you up, you mm -hmm. know, in the morning when you should be sleeping? Is it truth? Is it honesty? Is it kindness? Is it forgiveness? Is it love? Is it nobility? Is it excellence? Is it simplicity or humility or commitment sure. or justice or right? Like what's your core value? And there's a big list of them you can look at here and see if something jumps out. And so you're combining these together, right? Into like my, these verbs connected to my mission statement and then identify your tribe, get clear on who, whom you want to serve or be hmm. around or inspire. I, I have a friend of mine who, um, is, you know, always, he, he's always been able to clarify his call by who he's called to serve with. That's I know cool. people that are very clear. They get very clear on, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do it, but my passion is those people. Huh. And this, this is what I see their need. And I have passion like crazy, but specifically burden for them. Like I, I have a, a, a brother of a really good friend of mine and I've known this guy for years too. I don't know him that well, but I, but I, but I know him and he just has had a lifelong burden and calling to, uh, you know, native Americans, you know, here in North okay. America. And so he has given his life in ministry to serving and discipling and, and bettering their lives that it was, it was the people, wow. right? So, so identify your tribe. It might be parents. It might be kids. It might be kids in need of adoption. It might be musicians. Yep. It might be dads. It might, you know, baseball players, you know, like, sure. right? Cause if people some that have people that, yeah. calling is connected to like businessmen yep. or b women in business or people, my calling is towards people who want to be in business. Sure. Really? I just want to help them. Right. Okay, great. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you this whole download sheet and it's a big dealio. And let me read you what mine is. And you'll see how these come together. Okay. So my mission is to communicate, steward and promote divine truth in the world. Wow. And uh, 30 years ago, and going through this process and being with Lori Beth and being trained and all, and really working it out. That mission to communicate, steward, and promote divine truth in the world has said no to a billion things for yeah. my schizophrenic brain. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Is I remember when I was when I was out on the road talking to a guy who's made his very well in the music business. Uh, and most of our listeners will know who this person is. And I said, if you had to give me one tip of advice, like you're going to get hit by a truck, what would it be? And he said my whole life motto has been know who you're not and never go there. Hmm. It's like a lot of people, you know, it's a, and it's an inverse, right? Like I've had to say no to a lot of things because I'm not going to try to be something I'm not to, to take that on. It sounds like something you just said. Like I've said no, because I'm so focused on what my calling is. And, and I'll tell you when I am, think about it, communicating, that's what I do all day, right? You know, <laughs> stewarding, for me, that means like I have to live this too. Yep. Like I've been give, you know, given divine truth and I want to promote it in the world. Like I mm -hmm. want to promote the gospel. I want to promote truth. What's really true about God and you and your, yeah. you know, so it's like, it's weird. I look back from 30 years ago and it's, that's my call. That's what I'm passionate about. I want to communicate, steward and promote divine truth everywhere. And I've thought about it like, is it just to men? Is it just to families? And I, so far, God hasn't allowed me to narrow it, you know? Yeah, sure. But I, I kind of wish it was, <laughs> you know? But, it's not there yet. Right? But it, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed for me. So I know we don't have a, a ton of time left, but I do want to hit this last question because I think it's important. And I've heard from many people, we've heard from many people that fear that, that, that maybe they've missed their calling in life. And, and do you think it's possible that we ever miss the call of God on our lives because of laziness or disobedience or ignorance or mistakenly hearing what we thought the call was supposed mm. to be. And I'm wondering if you could speak into that a bit or maybe share some encouragement for those who feel that they've already missed theirs. I, 
I think you can't, you could miss your calling. Absolutely. You know, Jesus says the road is narrow, you know, in the <laughs> kingdom. And what's that mean? Like walking in God's ways, life in the kingdom. Where, where's, where does the kingdom exist? Where are those who submit to the king? So um, could we live in the kingdom and the road is narrow and he says, few will find it. Yeah. You know, we, we tend to make that meta, like meaning fewer, fewer are going to make it to heaven. You know, it's not what he's talking <laughs> about at all. Yeah. It's not even what he's talking about. And so I think, yes, I think that we can be completely loved by God, completely saved and forgiven, no barrier between us and God anymore. And because of some of the things you listed, either maybe ignorance, fear, disobedience, self-love, that yeah. probably, I'll just speak for myself, probably got in the way of my true mission and calling for a long time. Like I was saying, I was a musician for a really long time hmm. for all the wrong reasons, yeah. for one primary reason, me. <laughs> And um, I think you could miss your call. I think you could say, you know, like I've had job after job or I had a job I loved, but I never really did anything in life that was passionate. And it's like, I hope if nothing else today, some people are going like, that's helpful to find mine. I've been trying to figure it out. That's, mm. you know, that's why the questions were proposed to us. And for others, it might be like, you know, I've never even thought about it. I just, I want to be a good person. That's my call. It's like, oh, for such a time as this, yeah, you've been it. created with passion. And like, what are you passionate about? And some people would say, well, I don't even know. And it's like, well, I think if, if, if I fill up my day and my time and my life with stuff that's not of great importance or not connected to God's glory and his overarching call on our lives and mission to fill the world with his glory, I think it'd be very easy to miss it hmm. and, and, and very complacent be yeah. very complacent. And I think if I had to pick one word, it would say, how, what would cause a person to miss their calling? Complacency. Hmm. Like, because you know what? I said the Jesus in my heart prayer and uh, I'm just kind of waiting around for heaven. Yep. I don't really around. sin in big ways anymore, quote unquote, but you know, sin's always in the attitude. It's in the unbelief. And uh, I'm just complacent. I'm good. Hmm. And it's like, so you know, sad. you were created like as part of this body, like good works prepared in advance for you yeah. to do, like all that stuff doesn't excite you. So if nothing else, I hope some of our listeners will hear this and just go like, I, I have to get towards this and I'm not even worried about it being my vocation or my job yet. Yeah. I want to figure out what I'm passionate about and start trying some things. Go for it. Like, go for it. Yeah. Write it down. Tell some people. And you know, you're not pouring cement, but generally I think if you find that thing, Yep. It, it won't, it probably is going to guide you for a long time. Yeah. I really Beautiful, I man. so. Now how you accomplish that calling might change. Hmm. Like right now, you know, like I wasn't doing a podcast 30 years ago. Sure. Whoa, whoa. Did your call change? Nope. Still communicating divine truth. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm still doing. Trying yeah. to steward it in my life, help other people steward the truth of the gospel in their life every day. Yep. So how you accomplish your call could change very, very much if you're clear on what it is you're truly passionate about to whom, you know. Yeah. Love it, man. Hey, let's get to the big three. Let's do it. You can get the big three for this week, which are the big three takeaways. If nothing else, we want you walking away with. You can get a download of yeah. it written down for you. And that's so. always so pretty when you do it. Like you do a good job. Uh, with that. You know, I don't do it. Someone else does it for <laughs> us now. You get it by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Caesar. I'm going to tell you what they are, but yep. if you're at the gym or driving or whatever and you're like, oh, those are good, I, I want to share those with somebody. Yeah, maybe that could happen. 123lifeschool.com <laughs> forward slash big three. Yep. Okay. So here we go. First one you're created in God's image and you've been sent by Jesus to show the world what God's really like. Yeah. So within God's overarching desire to see the whole world filled with his glory, you do have unique life experiences, different than mine, different mm-hmm. than everybody else's, perspectives, gifts, and passions that he has given you for this eternal purpose. Wow. Don't miss that. Yeah. It's not like, well, some people get it. No, nope, I, don't, I don't see that in scripture. Uh, second thing, though you may at times doubt your calling, 
like I'm not sure if I'm clear on it, never doubt God's perfect love for you, okay? Mm -hmm. He doesn't like withhold it or remove it. Don't feel like God will not or cannot truly bless your life and the work of your hands until you've perfectly discovered your personal calling and you get it all written out nice and neat. You are his beloved daughter. You're his beloved son. Mm -hmm. And his desire to prosper and bless flows out of his great love and care for you. Now, right where you are, whatever you're doing or not doing even, you're the same loving father. So mm -hmm. please don't, news, don't doubt his love Yeah, as you work out your calling. And the third thing is, like, I'm just going to quote a little scripture here, Psalm 37.4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Does that mean like, well, I desire it up, and God's got to give it to me like a genie. I'm going to rub the, you know, the lamp. Or, no, no I, I believe that verse means God will, if you delight yourself in him, he will actually give you the desires of your heart. What to desire? Hmm. If you have a longing, passion, and a godly desire to give yourself to a particular cause or people group or service, don't fear moving in that direction in faith. God's probably given you that desire. Yep. And then when he fulfills it and you get to do it, you're like, oh my, he's the best. I get to do this. <laughs> I placed it in your heart. I gave you the desire of your heart and then I equipped you and you trusted me. So, mm -hmm. and then I'd say the next thing is download the big three for this week, along with that worksheet from Lori Beth Jones, Yep. because it really summarizes a crazy amount of teaching and practice there and get started on your journey of discovering your calling today. Don't wait. Okay. Yep. So the Lori Beth Jones path worksheet, as well as the big three, you get them for free by going to one, two, three, lifeschool.com forward slash big three. We'll get those right away to you. Yep. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, go up to the search bar on Facebook, type in life school podcast, and we will approve you to the group that is rapidly wow. taking off. And jump into the conversation, yeah. right? I mean, be a, be a giver, not just a taker, not just a consumer, but like throw your two cents in there. Don't have to agree with everything. Push on us. Push on people. We can all take it. We're all big. <laughs> we're all adults. So. Hey, next week we're going to talk about uh, how to celebrate well. Celebrating according to the gospel. It's party time. Ooh, it's party time next week. On, Stop uh, being such a frumpy old... Baptist Shouldn't woman. Christians be the most celebratory people in the world? Shouldn't you that be like think. our rep? Like, hey, church. Yeah. Like, like, God, like, they I don't part. know if I believe what those Christians believe, but get invited to their party. Well, we'll yeah. talk about all that next week. Can't wait. It's not going to be like the church lady, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, join us next week. And for more information, you can always get it by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.